focus on being brave when you're talking about the market and talking about the, the you know the, the the journey ahead but again you know it's all about the lister in the valley where they have the relationship with that vendor but don't, don't leave stock lying around beyond these clients. this is something that everyone needs to do um, because like you say you mentioned quite rightly that this looks frightening okay but actually let me give you some encouragement be uncomfortable with some of the conversations because they'll be meaningful Welcome back to week five of the UK Property Stat Show with the absolutely amazing Brian Mansell. Welcome to the show. First time, first time panelist. Something yeah. tells me that you won't be your last either. Brian, big in the game, huge in the game. Used to work countrywide, um, bit of a stat freak like myself, um, and now runs Gazeal, which is a firm which helps estate agents and home buyers and sellers uh, get their sales through quicker. Um, and more often. Um, that's less of the plug. Brian, welcome. Hey, Chris. Great to be here. I, yeah, you're right. Stats junkie completely. Um, absolutely love looking at stats because they, they're they like a mystic, they're like a ball that tells you the future if you look at them correctly and you can get out of jail, you can increase your business, you can solve so many future problems by uh, by understanding the key metrics and stats of your market. So I'm looking Was forward to it is it true that there was a secret school just for uh, di divisional directors at Countrywide, just so you could pour over your stats, so you could do the, all the magic on Excel spreadsheets and all that rubbish? Yeah, absolutely. We were, I mean, back when I mean, we've gone through back in the day. I mean, you know, I've worked for a few firms, as you know now, in those sort of positions, and you know, getting the stats in, we were taught very early on how to understand them from a from a number of different points. Your financial stats, obviously, to help run your your costs of your business, but most importantly, the uh, the headline stats. Which you know, there used to be a thing back in the day called the magic eye. You know, this these pictures you used to look at, and you see, I don't know, like a dolphin pop out of it. And I look at stats like that, and if you look at them in the right way, you can see a picture that emerges um, that can really, really help your business. And I'm afraid to say, so many people just ignore, not, don't ignore them, but don't really measure the important stats that matter to the business and your staff and your customers, and so on and so on. So. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, today we're going to we're going to do it in three parts. Number one, we're going to look at the national picture. Yeah. Then we're going to start looking at the regions and see how different ones are performing. And we've got some really different uh, markets here. It's it, they're going in different directions. And then finally, we're going to focus on a town. Um, I'm not going to tell you exactly where, but it's in the south of the south of the country. And we're going to really drill down and look at individual estate agents and how they're performing. So let's crack on El Bruno, El Numbers uh, Greekio. And let's crack on and have a look at the numbers. And we're kicking off this week with our first graph, which is the uh, and again, we're looking at week 523 versus week 522, 21, all the way back to 16. Okay. We will be looking at in a bit just how the trends over the last month or so, but let's just have a quick look at this. So that's telling me, Brian, that that for a week five, we're in a normal market. Right. So I looked at obviously, you know, all of these numbers we've looked at together, and that is the overriding message that's coming out is this is a market that is pre-pandemic market, you know, is almost what you classify as the normal market that those of us agents that have been working uh, in the industry for long enough will remember you know and there was a very interesting point actually made by martin lewis on his show he's a god in my book um for what he does to help people 
he talked about um you know the, the housing market he talked about interest rates and talked about the number of um the members of the public that were saying oh you know oh, we'll wait till it goes back to what it was that's not going to happen we've had a market blip of four or five years or a few years really that we've not seen before and we're probably not going to see again so are we out of that let's hope we are um but yeah we're, we're seeing numbers now that are more akin to the market pre pre lockdowns good stuff right let's move on the next one we're still we're always working new instructions this is this week's new instruction numbers versus the rolling four-week average. Now we're we've passed Christmas now, so we're now in January. Um, pretty stable there, don't you think? Yeah. Well, look, you know, I mean, you, you must have been living in, under a rock if you're an estate agent, thinking that December's a cracking month for listings. It never normally is. So actually, when we're measuring a four-week rolling average, you would expect to see an increase as we head towards the spring market, which is what happens normally, right? You know, early you know, January is often a two-week month for instructions. You get out to a load of vowels, people divorcing after spending time with each other at Christmas and so on in January. And then they, we start to see the instructions rolling up, which is great. So it's good to see that happening. Here's, here's the magic spreadsheet, the spreadsheet of justice, as I like to call it. And as we can quite clearly see, we've got on, on, on week one, we've got green is good and red is bad. The, the steadily, we had a slow start. But for the last two week, three weeks, we've been hovering around the 30,000s in terms of listings. So again, you know, I think we're just returning back more to a more normal market. Let's crack on and just go back. Um, average listing price. Now, this mm -hmm. is something This is something that's been worrying me. And we're going to come on. Yeah, um, we're going to come on and talk about what's actually coming on the market versus what's actually selling. Now, the average listing price this week is 424. Last week, 409, and the week before, 399. I don't yeah. think this is overvaluing because overvaluing's been around since since even you were wet behind the ears in a state agency. Not obviously that you would do that, Brian, because you don't overvalue. But there's plenty, you know, it's always been around. Um, yeah, that's quite a jump in a week, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because it's sort of going against what the headlines are suggesting from all the economists around the world that uh, around the country sorry that um you know house prices are falling i mean the house price growth is falling we know that um slightly but again it's got to be it, it, when you just look at these sort of stats on on average house prices it's difficult to really get an answer because of course it could be that larger houses have come to the market towards the end of january that weren't there you know previously and of course if their average house price is higher then your listing numbers will be higher so it doesn't necessarily deliberately point to suddenly the same house that was 400 grand in 2022. We've just stuck a value of 425 on it. So, you know, there needs to be a bit more forensic um, investigations on that by your well, agency to see. If right. Well, interestingly, and we'll just have a let's again, um, I hadn't planned to do this, but we're just we're just it's just the way we roll, Brian. Um, let's just pull up. This is the this is inner London. You should be able to see inner London now. Yep. Okay. And you've got line eighty two. Zoom in. You might want to zoom in a bit for your for for our viewers. Okay, let's just have a look. Hold on, I might just need to hold on. There we go. I'm already pretty zoomed in. I don't know. Does it right. need to be any more? No, that's one? fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. So, looking at this inner London new instructions, we've got the total number of instructions going up through the month. But again, the average asking price of those new instructions has jumped from eight eight hundred eighty eight thousand to just you know just under one point five million one point zero five million. That's quite a jump in a in a week, isn't it? Again, you're going to be blipping around there. 
but those yeah, are yeah, but it's, it's the same. It's whichever region you look at, the same answer is oh, sorry, the same questions there. You know, it's don't jump to an assumption that everyone's massively overvaluing because they're not. I'm pretty sure they're not. What you know, what you've got to look at is in which of the price sectors of the market are new instructions coming in. Um, that's that's you know, when you look at statistics like we're doing, um, I would urge the audience to think about not as I say, not jumping to any conclusions from this. Take the information, go away and apply it to your local market. But definitely, when you look at average uh, listing prices, look at is it because bigger houses are coming on that weren't you know weren't there before, or is it just a case of overvaluing? So. Okay, well, we're going to talk about what's actually selling in a second. But before we do that, let's go to our friends' price changes. Okay, so again, 17,236 price changes. It shows that estate agents are working their stock. Well, it does. And, you know, that's absolutely what has to be done. And it is what normally happens in a normal market. You know, you list a property, you're competing with agents, some of them who are unscrupulous in their values they give. So you want to list the property. There's always a prize for listing. There's never a prize for not. Uh, you know, the old saying, you can't sell what you don't have, always applies. But the critical thing here on price changes is the time it's taking agents to get to that point. Okay. I haven't got any stats on that. Have you got any super duper bonus stats for the boys and girls out there in the state agency land? Not in terms of the time from listing to first, first alteration of price, first adjustment of price. You know, and that's that's something that's also important to say here is that when you are approaching um, a seller for a what we would classify as a price reduction, really avoid the word reduction. You know, you get a much better response by the words you use and talk about adjusting. You know, you're adjusting the marketing position of a property in terms of how it's advertised, not just its price, but also uh, how it's how it looks, how it's presented. But the, the key thing here, Chris absolutely critical thing is how long is it taking you from when you've listed it to when you first adjust that price downwards and that has got to be to me really a week to two weeks after it, it comes on well that's good classic estate agency you, the owner wants a little bit more mr and mrs miggins will put it on a bit more but again you know it's all about the lister and the value where they have the relationship with that vendor don't give it to your necks. It's your responsibility. You put the bloody house on the market, you reduce it. Just because you've got your listing bonus or you're tickled because you've hit your market share or whatever, take responsibility and get that price down. If you're not because it ain't selling in two weeks, it ain't gonna sell, is it? But it's no, you're right. But it's also about, you know, valuers out there have got to be positioning these adjustments when they list the property. Too right. Absolutely said. You can't if you suddenly ring someone up after two weeks, three weeks. And they haven't had any viewings and say, we need to get the price down. You're unlikely to get what you want. The second thing that we need to look at, which we may talk about with sales, that, that is absolutely true and hasn't been probably that prevalent over the course of the last couple of years, is if you're asking for a reduction that you're comfortable with, you're not asking for enough. Wow. Because it's all well and good looking at 17,236 price changes, but if, if, if they're all five grand, then they're not going to have that much of a material effect in the result which you're doing, which is the outcome you're looking for, which is finding a buyer and getting a deal done. So the old rule is, I'll say it again, if, you're, if the reduction you're asking for, you're happy to ask for, you're not asking for enough. Wow. And remember, boys and girls, remember the right move price bands. None of this 49, none of this... 499999 put it on the price bands which means you're covering both angles 
Just quickly look what the rolling four-week uh, is, which again is not bad at all. And moving on to the average asking price of all the price changes in week five compared to the other years. Um, you wouldn't think that house prices are going up, would you? Well, no, you wouldn't. So, so you're measuring here the asking price of properties that have received a change in price. And yes, and, and this is their original asking price. Uh, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, so look, you know, like everything else, this this is statistics that are designed to give people the opportunity to go and ask more questions and do some more investigation to their own stock. If you've got, you really need to also match up the where your buyers are looking in terms of their price ranges. So it's really critical that if you take all of the buyers you've got on your database and, and block them into the prices they're looking at, you then match that with your stock. And are you getting the reductions in the area where you have the most buyers? That's just really good business. Absolutely. Bang on. I mean, interestingly, here we've got here, I don't know if you can see on the screen here, but the average the average reduction has been on a 391 property. That's yeah. 391,000. Let's move on and actually get back to um, the next screen, which is, there we go, just pull that up. So we're coming in now, source of the contracts, okay? Yeah. So that's telling me that 21 and 22, because remember COVID hadn't hit by 20. Yep. Okay, that's telling me that 21 and 22 were exceptional years and everything else is quite normal. Yeah, so look, that's exactly what we said at the beginning, right? And this slide kind of backs that up, is that we've had this, this market we've been in for the last few years since the pandemic, which has skewed our visions and our views of what the housing market is actually doing. And what we're seeing here very clearly is a return to where we were before, but slightly better, which is really good, really encouraging. So that's to me, that's not a negative position. That's a strong position. Um, now this is really interesting because I talk. I know you talk to an awful lot of estate agents, but a lot of a lot of my clients that I work with are comparing their twenty three to twenty two, yeah, and they're, they're beating themselves up. You've got to be looking at your stats from the teens, haven't you? I think that yeah, you're right. I think the the, the important message here for the owners and and um, uh, and directors to understand, which I'm sure they do, but more importantly to make sure that their message to their teams is is correct is. What we've gone through the last few years, as we keep saying, is not normal. Okay, so what we're looking at now is what we would, those of us that have been around long enough, would expect to be a normal housing market, you know, reasonable level of stock coming in, prices that need to be adjusted to find a buyer if they're not selling, because that's the ultimate reason why it doesn't sell. It's too much money. So get that done and you'll, and you'll find a buyer, no matter what the market's doing. I mean, Christ, we were doing this in the middle of the financial crisis and still selling houses by that, using that, that formula. And, you know, and if, basically, if you were earned in a state agency, uh, if you only joined a state agency probably from about 12, 2012, 2013, speak with your colleagues that have a little bit of grey hair and ask their opinion, ask your boss how to do good vendor management. As Brian <laughs> rightly says, if you want a price reduction, you've got, A, it's going to be a big, hairy, audacious price reduction if, if it's not selling. But at the end of the day, there are ways and means that you might want to just almost like position a price reduction a week before you're actually going to ask for it. And there yeah. are techniques, aren't there? I mean, have it's you got... Like, yeah, I'm going to just cut in there because there's, a, there's another really key point for people to understand because a lot of people that might be watching this or might be working in an agency have not experienced a market where they're having, they're, they're having to go to a seller and give them what they may perceive to be not great news, i.e., We've not been successful. We need to, you know, we need to adjust the price down. But the key thing here is that 
you know the you know if you're if you're if you are going to ask for a meaningful adjustment in price and when i say meaningful you've got to focus on the expected outcome which is to secure a, a, a good buyer then if the seller you're going to get some sellers that will say well no i'm not going to do that i'm not going to lose that much money well it's not money they've ever had it's fantasy money right monopoly money so that's the point that needs to be understood secondly by adjusting a price downwards you could actually ultimately receive more more money for it because what you're doing is you're bringing a property into an area of demand and increasing the demand for it any price that is advertised for a property does not necessarily mean that's the price the house will sell for you know it's designed to encourage interest to get into get negotiators to negotiate with a group of buyers and increase the price that way so it's really important that sellers expectations um are managed here correctly and that this is not money that they will lose. This is designed to make them money. But most importantly, it's designed to achieve what they set out for by instructing the agent, which was to move home. All right? That's the point. And of course, any reduction, any change in price is relative to the onward. Yeah. So their position moving forward. So it's always good news. It's about, you know, we've tried this. Let's try a, a strategy that now involves an adjustment to this level into this market sector. And let's see what happens. Do you know? Boys and girls, are we so lucky to have Sir Brian on the call? <laughs> you know, right now we've come on and talk about what the average asking price of what's actually selling. Um, we're just going to spend a couple of seconds on this one, but I want to flick back to the big spreadsheet because I think that tells even a bit bigger story. But the simple fact is this: is that the stuff that's at the average asking price of the stuff that's selling is three fifty compared to the rest of the years. You would kind of expect that because house prices have, have risen. But this is the bit that does particularly scare me. Not scare me, but is this. Is the percentage, dip, this black line here. I don't know if you can see it. Can you see that? Does it come out quite well, Brian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Percentage yep. difference between the listing price and the sale price. Yep. So if you actually look in week one, the average asking price of every new listing was 431. And the average asking price on this one here was 348. So therefore, there was a 23.92 difference between what was coming on versus what was selling. Now, okay, that's that's one week in isolation. But if you actually look here, the average in terms of um is that there is a 21% difference, if you take the averages of those two, between the what's coming on the market so the average asking price since january the first of what's been coming on the market has been four hundred and seventeen thousand, but the average asking price of what's actually selling is three hundred and forty four thousand. right so on, on this okay on this one this is something that everyone needs to do um because like you say you mentioned quite rightly that this looks frightening okay but actually let me give you some encouragement we're looking at averages, okay? We're looking at, we, you know, we, we we can look at that black line there under uh, week five and say, holy shit, you know, houses are coming on and then they're having to drop 21% to sell. Or, or bigger stuff's coming on the market and lower price stuff is selling. Well, so that is, that's another, that's exactly the point. What I would urge people to do is do an exercise and, and really do this all the time. And, and what we used to call the last five, right? To get a true picture and a true reflection of what's happening in your particular town, take the last five properties you've sold or you've arranged sales on and look at those in isolation and say, right, what were their, what was their asking price? 
you know, and, and obviously was it adjusted down before we got the buyer? And what is the differential between that asking that's that, that asking price and what we sold it for? Now we've had three or four years of agents promoting we get 102% of asking price, we get 98.8% of asking price. There are some services out there that actually promote that to sellers. Now that's going to change. Don't be frightened of it, but go and look at the last five properties that you've arranged sales on, and that will give you a good reflection of you know what that percentage is in your in your respective town. Brian, I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise you now because you don't know this, but I've actually worked out the percentages for all the regions on this. Okay. Oh, okay. So should we just have a quick look? Now this is okay, so this is this is of interest. The national average in 22, which was a growing market. 16.4 percent but in 21 it was 13 percent okay now there is always going to be what you tend to find in the market is is the lower end has a greater propensity to sell whilst the upper end has a lower propensity to sell so you know the upper end you might have to put 10 houses on the market to sell say six yeah, yeah. the lower end you put 10 yeah, houses in the market and sell but, but, but still so there's always going to be a gap but at yeah. 20% that does that's getting a bit but let's just have a quick look at the regional stats so here we are first up obviously center of the universe when it comes to property obviously because g-town Grantham is there and in the east midlands we've got an average of we'll just pull that up 15% so that's that's good for that's good for you know that the East Midland agents are doing a good job there and interestingly if you notice that all the green is good red is bad we've got some good numbers on new instructions and price changes there okay shout up and jump across me when you want to mention something East of England all, all I would say on on that is that the be mindful that you've got a um, um a rolling three-week percentage that's increasing so if you go back up one for me, back up to um, that black line at the bottom there, if you look at week one, you've got 19.45, 15, come down, positive, 10, positive. But then we've seen a reverse. We've bumped back up to 14, back to 16. So whenever you see, when you're looking at your stats in your business, spotting trends, especially over a rolling weekly or monthly period, is critical. Rather than comparing them necessarily to this time last year, this time in 1978, you want to really look at a rolling position. Where are you against the month of the previous two months? Some of the times you'll see that and go, well, it was Christmas. So, okay, fair enough. But definitely by the end of March, going into April, you want to, you'll see a, a much clearer picture of what the market is actually looking like because you've got a comparison that is relatively equal. Okay, that's just, that's fantastic. Let's go and have a look at the east of England. And there we go. Similar trends. You say, yeah. So there's a pattern that's been following here, isn't it? Okay. We've had a, a big gap. It's shortened, and it's just increased slightly. There's in a London. Again, a law to itself. And again, 31%. But then the week before, it was 9.1. Yeah. Um, again, that could be directly relative to the change in prices there, that the prices changes from 881 to 1005. But um, again, uh, let's just have a quick look. The average the average asking price of stuff that's selling has remained pretty uh, pretty stable at late sevens, early eights, hasn't it? Yeah, so what that, what that would probably give you an indication is that people are listing at higher levels, but they're actually selling at lower levels in pure form there. Because if you look at the um, sold subject contract price of 796, 807, 777, there's a relative consistent level of prices there. Whereas you look at the new instruction price jumping by 20%, then you can probably see that bigger stuff's coming on. It'd be interesting to see the next few weeks, we'll see whether that actually is... Um, there you go. The, the average asking price of what's coming on the market in London, 953. 
as opposed to 795. A yeah. big number, big difference. Right, let's move on. Um, can, he, can he bag a Tudor, as they say up north, uh, in the northeast? Um, I tell you what, there's some good numbers there, mate. Yeah, so that's that's you know that's showing that people are listing what they're selling. So actually, an eight point four eight percent difference between the listed price and the sold price is actually a normal set of numbers, really, isn't it? Yeah. So I mean, the average asking price of the stuff that's selling in the northeast one seven six versus the average asking price of what is coming on the market, which is two hundred, which is not a bad difference of a difference of. Um, 13 and a half percent which is not bad at all i know some rounding numbers there but let's move on the northwest uh, again um uh, slightly higher numbers on the difference but again the thing with the northwest is that you have the juxtaposition of big posh areas like your didsbury's and your cheshire's and your cheapest chips areas as bolton um keep you shut up isn't it <laughs> parts of it are but like every town there's parts that are cheap and parts that aren't okay so um average sale price 238 what's average listing price just coming in just for 271 again you know not particular not nothing particularly to worry about there but in terms of the av what th again 13.6 so i think again inner london so far looks like the one that's spoiling the party outer london now this is now, wow look at this brian yeah 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 that's good the, the, outer, london, outer london is going to be the outskirts of the m25 going into north surrey you know all that sort of stuff and, and then all around south hertfordshire and, and so on and so on so um you know middlesex and, and et cetera, et cetera. so you know that's a good consistent set of numbers there look it certainly is scotland now again scotland is a little bit different because of the way they have their laws so when they go sort of the contract you know it's legal not called sort of the contract but in this instance it's a little bit more secure which means that the number scotland always looks amazing okay but we we, we don't want to not mention scotland because my family comes from scotland and we don't want to miss these guys out we love the whiskey as well don't we and the, and the shortbread i mean scotland's the model right if we could have the scottish model across the rest of the uk we a lot of our problems would go away indeed right let's move on southeast now that's interesting we, it looks like the all listings are going up price chain working their stock sales going up and yeah. the difference, the difference on um, the, the the listing to, to sale price is a very interesting, that's just, oh, hold on a second. I've just pressed the wrong bloody button. I don't know what I've done there. Keep smiling. Uh, it might go away. <laughs> <when> I... <laughs> I mean, the Southeast, there's, 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 you know, obviously I've worked a lot of my agency time in that market. And, you know, there is a, it's kind of like the middle market of the UK in a way, you know, you've got a, you know, a consistent level of people moving a lot of chains, a lot of people moving around in the area there as well. And, and um, you know, the house prices there that are coming on, that, that's where the majority of stock that actually exists per square mile sits. Now, you know, what, what, what is particularly interesting is this is that is, is normally when it comes to listings and say and sales, I'm not talking about the actual pound notes, uh, London seems to have been the worst. And then as you steadily go out like a gobstopper, it gets better and better and better. But what we've got here is inner London seems to be not is finding it really hard work. But the golden boys, obviously, apart from girls, apart from Scotland, seems to be out of London, the southeast, which, uh, yeah, that's quite interesting. That's kind of yeah, you, you always you always want to take inner London as its own universe. Right. I mean, it's not really a comparable market to the rest of the country it is quite unique and and it's you know it's almost got its own you know it, it, ha it is its own market i mean i appreciate there's lots of different markets across the uk but in terms of 
what happens there it's very very different to even out of london and then the rest of the country as we can see there you go that's a top top thing that you've learned there boys and girls in the stage of zealand southwest again things seems to be going quite well with growth of listings so again the percentage difference um again let's just have a quick look at that There's a good example there chris look of prices that have been listed have been adjusted correctly and then and then the the achievable price has actually increased above the the prices changed so what that looks like is a set of numbers where they're doing it absolutely right they're listing the property they're getting a meaningful change in the price and then they're upselling on that price well done southwest uh, i look forward to the cream tea when i come down for a royal visit uh, later in the year. Okay, that's uh, so Southwest. Okay, let's go to the Welsh. Okay, um, again, very similar, not bad at all. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I say, stats don't give you the answers. They just give you more questions to ask about your own individual um, operation. And, you know, like we can see here, as we've seen already before, you know, there's a disparity between, you know, the prices that are being adjusted and then the prices that are being sold so again could be a mix of property um although you suggest that it's relatively straightforward because it's sim all similar prices just that maybe the reductions are not big enough west midlands again very similar um and let's just move on to yorkshire and humber as well again everyone seems to be doing quite well on this although again notice that the good numbers in yorkshire are week two week three whilst the good numbers in southeast and wales and southwest were more later on so again is that wonder if that's something the key thing here chris right is to take the um can you go left for me a bit so i can't see the uh, the first column oh no it's column eight right so if you look at the sale agreed price to the asking price okay which is what you're measuring here and so that should give you the indication if you if you find that your market of properties that are selling are the ones that your majority listing which is kind of what this is suggesting then you can see here the answer to what I said before is that if you've got a property on at 266, getting it down to 240 is going to sell it. But getting it down from 266 to 264 is not. So the closer you can get the 266 to the 240, the more sales you'll do. And you'll do it quicker. And that's the point. And that is, is a point I want to make before the end of the show to all of our agents that learning these valuable lessons that we learned back in 2008 2009 and before that in the late 90s uh, sorry uh, yeah uh, early 90s in the recessions of the early 90s is that there were some really key switches that you had to flick if you wanted to basically stay alive and stay profitable let's go back sell fall throughs um again um we're going to come on to talk net sales which i think is a better indicator but i think it's just uh interesting to see that the fall throughs again fascinating that there were more fall throughs in the crazy markets yeah but if you look at that as a percentage of sales that have been done there's less sales going on so of course the percentages are what you should look at here rather than the number you know we can simply say it's there's less fall throughs great but but if there's less fall throughs from significantly less sales then you've got a problem with fall throughs hence why we're moving on and talking about we're going to come on and talk about percentages um which are which are important net sales gross that's gross sales less fall throughs again take out 21 22 we've got a pretty normal market yeah yeah absolutely okay um moving on gross sales as a percentage of listings uh there you go so that that's that backs up what i've just said in terms of the fact that you can look at fall throughs as a physical number and go yeehaw they've fallen but actually when you compare it to the falling gross sales it's not yeehaw it's kind of like oh shit it's still a problem yeah, the percentage we have, to, of we, have to put, 
you have to put more houses on the market to get the same amount of money because yeah. you need to put more houses because they're not selling as much. And when they do sell, they're, they're still falling through. Well, this is the point that I make on a daily basis, almost minute by minute basis to our agent network is that things, if you don't, if you list a property and you don't adjust that price quickly enough, then what you're going to do is you're going to prolong and reduce the amount of deals you're going to do and increase the amount of time it's going to take you to get paid, which is painful enough in the last markets we've had. So if you're increasing the amount of time that the house stays available through inaction or bad advice, i.e. we're not, you know, we're suggesting a reduction of five grand, you know, just to get it ticked off for your boss, it's not going to do it, right? Be uncomfortable. It's got to be an uncomfortable conversation to get that price down to speed up the sales process for you and your clients. Okay, fall throughs as percentage of sales. And in a second, I'm going to pull up the the, the monthly figures as well. Any thoughts when on that? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the first obvious thought is back to what we've said, you know, that when you look at the physical number, you think, yeehaw, sales have, have, have dropped in terms of fall throughs, but actually it's the worst for eight years. So that's a real problem still, and it's going to get worse. So this is just you know, reiterating the point of what we're doing with sellers when they list in terms of managing expectations is absolutely critical. And the speed of getting these changes done is vital. Okay, let's just break it down regionally. And you can quite clearly see here that in the top right-hand corner on this box here, that is the 22.45. These are the numbers that were in that graph there. But if you split down by region, we've got a more sell. Again, the, the percentage of sales falling through, there's a greater propensity in the London area and the Southeast because the red means more fall-throughs, green means less fall-throughs. Yeah. Again, I would expect that, but any thoughts on that? Well, only the fact that what, you know, the reason I set up a business um, that we operate on and those of us, that, those of you that know what Gazil does, you know, we're trying to make the rest of that country look like the Scot look like Scotland, you know, and there's all your proof you need. If you can get your model changed to make it, make it mirror what we do in Scotland, then you're going to have a better business this year. Do check out Brian. This is not, I, I can say it, you can't, but yeah. Zeal is absolutely fantastic. A lot of my clients use it. He's not being paid to say that, or he's not being paid to be, or for me to say that. Um, absolutely do check it out. And I think it's just important while we just say that now is that all this data has come from 20EA through their insight platform. They have not paid us to 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 mention this uh, into or, or their platform, but you can find this data and extrapolate it out using the 20EA insight platform platform for your area um they give it to me for free so i can use this data and share it with you boys and girls in a state agency land oh just while we're at it um we're getting some more data providers coming on board in the coming weeks and months uh so we can get you even more gorgeous data um obviously i think we started the trend here brian and all the data providers want to share it with us so we can share it with you boys and girls Right, uh, that, that's uh, less of the advertorial, and let's go back to uh, the the screen. Let's go back. I've there. definitely got some key points that I want um, the audience to understand here at some point, but let's yeah, let you carry on with this first, and then we'll... Uh... Okay, right. Well, um, again, price changes as percentage of listings. Again, uh, um, yeah. that, that, that's a uh, friend of the show, Lee Wainwrights. That's one of his favourites. Um, I'm not, you know... Any thoughts on that before we... Well, just the fact that the more of your stock you get reduced, the more sales you're going to make, right, in this market. Yeah. Um, and that's absolutely standard agency from years gone by, which is what we're back into, as we've already seen from the numbers you've shown. Now, boys so, and girls, the, these slides here, they they are available to download on YouTube. If you go look at the description, click on the link. Um, 
I, I ask that you don't use them in your own social media. They are just there for your own personal benefit and they're not to be used on social media. If you do wish to use them on social media, then I would ask that you contact me. I am available on all social media, most social media platforms, and I will look at your request. Won't charge you for it, but I need to see who you are and what you, what the purpose of the, of the share is. Okay, um, right, that is the end of the slides. Um, I, in a second, I want to just go and have a quick look at uh, Christchurch, which is the area which you've chosen uh, now. But before we do that, Brian, um, give me your thoughts and conclusions on the stats that we've seen nationally and regionally before we go and have a little go to the seaside in Christchurch. Yeah, so look, um, this is, you know, I've, I've sort of put myself back into, as I do at the moment, into what advice would I give myself, okay, if I was still back, if I was back in my agency days, and I was leading a team of people, uh, and what advice would I give to clients? So there's there's a number of things that really need to be looked at now quite clearly and quite differently to what we've been doing in the last couple of years. Because I talk about the first one is, is, is every listing is a, is a marketing strategy, okay, for that individual client. Um, now, over the last couple of years, it's been, you know, stick it on, you know, activate it, and you've sold it within a couple of days, right, for probably above the asking price. But those days are not with us at the moment. We all hope they'll come back, but let's deal with the here and now. So first of all, there's some good news out there that should give us really, really positive outlook for the months ahead. You know, five-year fixed mortgage rates, for example, have just been have just been announced. There's some sub-4% deals, which are great. Um, you know, really, really encouraging that the lenders are beginning to compete with each other again. And that normally just means that rates come down. So we should see more buyers coming to the market or, or the sentiment and the appetite increasing, which is positive. The second thing, and this is probably for me, as a businessman in a state agency, the most important thing of all in this market, and that is the time, okay? The time from when you list a property to when you get it sold. That is increasing. The amount of days it takes to get a buyer, we are seeing stats showing that the, the days of the, of, the, of the great seller's market we've been, we've been in, 20 odd days, 22 days, we were seeing a buyer achieve a, a good price. Those days are now eking towards 50. So if you've got a time, a doubling of time of finding a buyer, then you're going to have an increase in costs while you're marketing a property for longer. So therefore, getting to your seller quicker, quicker to get an adjustment in price with and using the stats as your ammunition to, to educate your seller, but educate yourself first, where does it need to be to get it sold? The quicker you can get it into that zone, the faster you'll achieve a buyer, and therefore the faster you'll help your client move and get paid your, your your commission, which is what we need to be doing. So you do not want sticky stock, okay, as it used to be called. You don't want stuff that's sitting on the market. You need to educate your sellers when you list in the appraisal process needs to be more honest, using statistics in your local market to educate consumers about what is lying ahead. And if you do agree to list a property at a certain price, make sure you're agreeing that with a trade-off, which is you know, we will agree to put a load of marketing behind this at, at your price. But can we agree that when we've done that, which will take us a week, maybe two, to fully investigate the market, we agree to adjust. And I'll call you with the results of this at the end of week one and look to get an adjustment in price. Vendor management is absolutely critical right now to the success that agencies will have this year. And that should be meaningful once a week. If you've got sellers that won't touch their price of their property until they find somewhere, then don't have a conversation about price. Have a conversation about helping them find somewhere and keeping them motivated. If someone finds somewhere, they're more likely to adjust their price. If you hammer a seller who, who you know has not found somewhere to move to, 
for a reduction, you will accelerate their withdrawn from the market. So be very careful with that. So focus on the time, get to the job quicker, give better advice, get the prices down, you'll get them sold, you'll survive and make and have a good year. Mate, this is just this is gold, mate. I do I just absolute gold. And and you've got to follow the process, Chris. And this is proper strategy. The strategy of the years gone by of stick it on right move and, and then wait for the phone to ring, that's not the strategy. Some agents will still be adopting that, and there will be some markets that may still apply to that. But the general rule of thumb, respect your clients' wishes in terms of getting them from A to B, give them the right advice. Don't be worried about telling the truth and use factual, logical evidence, statistics in the market to back up your advice. That encourages sellers to listen to your advice, seeing the evidence, which is factual, they're more likely to make the right decision. Mate, I'm going to lift that out. That was just fucking gold. That's a technical term. Mate, <laughs> right. As a gift from me to you, we're going to spend the last 10 minutes. Look at this. We're going yeah. to the bloody seaside. We're going to look at Christchurch, okay? So, boys and girls, if you want your town focused on where we look at all the estate agents and how they're performing using the uh, 20EA tool, you can really get some fantastic... And Have you ever been to Christchurch? Yes, I have, yeah. I believe it's the posh part of... It's the posh part of Bognorizov, isn't it? Yeah. There you go. Right then. Okay, so can you see the twenty EA platform at the moment? I've yep. swapped over. So therefore, what we we're going we're going to look at this. We're going to skim through it. This will only be of interest to people who are in Christchurch, but yeah, this is available to all estate agents through the through the. I ought to be paid for this, but they. I sh uh, but, yeah, that that graph <clears throat> that graph you've got there, um, and obviously I use this data as well. I've been using it for a while. It's excellent. The graph you've got there with the bars um, on the right hand side. That's kind of what we were saying before, is when you look at, that shows you where the biggest level of activity in terms of listings coming into the price ranges over the last three years. So that's a really good indicator. Between four and 500K is the is the key market. Uh, that's yeah. Right, so that's new instructions, but if we go and change that to source of it to contracts... It stays the same. Stays the same, but remember, this is from 21, so let's go and look since uh, Liz uh, messed things up. So we'll go October, nearest, damn it, there you go. So there you go. So it's a contract. Yeah. And new instruction. There you go. So there the two go. biggest price areas, four to 600, are the ones that are getting the majority of sales. Now, when you collectively add the rest, of course, they'll be, they'll be out doing those. So there's a good market there. Interestingly, throughout the UK, what you tend to find at the moment, because I've done this for about 120 locations in the UK with my clients, is that in the vast majority of locations, you can see these price bands here. What you tend to find is this, is that the, 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 the price band with the most sales is one band below the listing. Yeah, band. so that's exactly what we've been talking about, getting the price down. And the interesting thing for estate agents to do here is to do that graph in those price bands with their buyer database. And then a simple case of matching up. Are you trying to get reductions on properties between 200 and 250K when all your buyers are sitting at 500? And you're better off getting the, the 600 grand properties down to 550, 500 to match where all the buyers are sitting. Then you're going to increase your sales. Okay, so it looks like number one agent in the town is Slate. Uh, again, market share just dipped off there slightly. Uh, but again, it's it's early in the month, so I wouldn't, you know, it's only a few days into Jan. But they've had a market share of 18. Mitchells, again, they're bouncing all over the place here, mate, aren't they? 
Richard Godsell. Yeah, okay, Winkworth. Shout up if you see anything. Winkworth seem to be just drifting slightly, which is a shame. Uh, Pettingales. Oh, they seem to be doing quite well, moving upwards. Yep. Uh, Denison's as well. Okay, right. Well, let's move on to level of stock. And you can quite... So the, 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 the turquoise is 21, the dark is 22, and the red is 23. So you can quite clearly see that the number of available properties in Christchurch... 659 in Jan, and if you looked at 348, so there's more stock. That is quite a jump, isn't it? Yes, big jump. It's, it's exactly what we've been looking at. Big jump, but get the prices down if you want to get that sales graph up. Okay, this is uh, this is one of my favourite graphs at all. So what, this is basically looking at uh, two things here. Um, how many properties has this a these agents put on the market and sold? But I think the, the best thing here is when you've actually got on the market, do you, you know, look at the exhaust? It's either going to go exchange or withdraw, isn't it? Yeah. So these are the magic, this is the magic numbers here. Okay. So therefore, Slades, for every 100 properties they put on the market, they will exchange contracts on 80.7. Mitchell's 75 and Richard Godsell's at 71, which means if you were Slades, you could say, you could say that, you have a, I think it's about 12, 13% greater chance of selling their, your property than if you went on with Richard Godsell's, according to this data from 20. I'm, I'm going to, um, I'm just going to jump in here and say that I read that slightly differently. Um, oh. I'm not wanting to be controversial. Well, I always want to be controversial with you, but if you look at 89 exchanges against 174 listings, that's not 71%. No. So basically they're two separate things there. Okay. So what, 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 what's happening is this, um, that you've got the new instructions and the sole subject contract percentage is the percentage of sole subject contracts versus new instructions. Then completely separately, because obviously there is a massive delay of uh, getting the house on the market and sole subject contract. The back end, looking at separately, is it either exchanges or withdrawals. Right. And if you do, and then basically what's happened is this. So uh, across the top, Slater put on three hundred and thirty-six properties. This in is the twelve months, yeah. This is a 12 in the last from from back from today, and they have agreed sales on two hundred and sixty-one yeah. sales. Okay, they might not all be the three three six of those three C six, but that's what they've sale agreed on, right? Yeah. Which is now, seven percent, right? Yep. Then completely separately, in the last twelve months, Slades have exchanged contracts on two hundred and fifty-one properties and had sixty withdrawn, i.e., gone off the books. Yeah. Okay. That's so. Therefore, they're completely separate numbers because one you're looking at the top end of the funnel, and the other one is the bottom end of the funnel because there's obviously a six month gap between sale, you know, listing sales. So you're just looking at the 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 the, the top end, which is how many have you come on the market and how many have you sold. They yeah, separately no, in the last twelve months, how many have you exchanged on versus how many have left you. Right. And that, that, that's, that's where these stats, these this is where these stats are coming through. Now, obviously, the fall through rate go back onto the market. Yeah. So, so again, and now this is really, really interesting is, I don't know if you saw the stat last week, but um, the top, in terms of, and again, national estate agents, the top 10 estate agents in the UK, for every 100 houses they list, they exchange contracts on, I think it was 62 but those who are in the range of 200 to to 1,000 in terms of market share, total number of listings, exchange contracts on 72. Right. 
So the smaller the agent, the more likely you're, you're likely to get the sale through. Yeah, because, and you, you know, there's lots of reasons why, um, which is probably not, uh, it will be too controversial to discuss that here. Um, but at the end of the day, these numbers, you know, the t- it's sort of like, you know, root to branch, right? Or branch to root, whatever you want to call it. Root to branch, sorry. Root is yeah. the listing. The lifeblood of everything is the listing. And then, um, you know, what you're exchanging is what you're banking, you know, hopefully, because unless you ever fail to complete, which is very right. unlikely. Right. Let, let's have a look at this screen here. So the... Just, just go back one one screen for me, would you? Yeah, sure. Right. So look, the message here, when you look at the black line at the bottom there, which gives you the the, the region for BH23 stats... These are the numbers that agents want to use when they're actually out listing, okay? Because look, what you can see there is, you can't see the timeline just yet. You can see that elsewhere on here. But 30% of what is being put under offer is not making it first time through to a sale. So if you are under that 30%, which is a few people that are, you know, then that should be, you know, Spencer's, for example, of New Forest, their fundamental pitch of USP should be, we are, you know, our sales are twice as likely to go through in comparison to the local average in BH23. So that's, there's a USP that has been identified by using statistics, factual evidence. And then you can show that to back up what you're saying. So if you were listing with me, if I was a lister for Spencer's, that would be, well, that'd be massively in my armory, right? Chris, if you want to, if you want safety and security selling your house, we are twice as likely to get that deal through. Again, devil's in the detail, boys and girls. Devil is in the detail. Learn the stats and then convert it into something that actually is meaningful to the punters, okay? Absolutely. Right. Ready to move on to the next one? Yeah, go for it. Sorry. Never, never apologise, Brian. Never apologise. Right, okay. So what we've got here is the, got the second column, which is original listing price overvalued. So therefore, 20EA have done a, 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 a like a Valpal figure, uh, other AVMs are available on every property they've sold and then looked at what they've put put it on the market for. And, you know, Slades are not overvaluing there because they're listing it at 1.29% over the what they think it's worth. Whilst Mitchells and Godsalls are up at 4%. But this is the ma- this is where the magic happens is this. Let's move on and talk about price achieved. What that is price achieved from the original asking price versus what it what it actually sold for. And what you can see here is Slades are, are selling at 0.1% off their original asking price, whilst Mitchells are at 1.54. Now you could say, well, okay, you take the net of the two and then apply it to a figure, okay? So the bottom line is this. If everyone put a half a million pound house on, Slades would sell it for 507, Mitchells would sell it for 513, Richard Godsall's 506, Winkworth's 507, Pettingale's 509. But look at Denison's at 523. That's got to be a selling point for Denison's. I'll get you more money. Yeah, well, I'll be going out listing for Hearns because they get 537. So that's pretty decent. It is. But uh, let's just where where are Hearns? They... Right down the bottom. Right down the right bottom. bottom. But again, only seeing little numbers here, mate. Well, little... yeah, it's a small sample size, I know. But again, if you are a small agent and you want to compete with the big boys, these are the things that you pull out to give you, you know, an unfair advantage. How quick are they selling them? So uh, it looks like Richard Godsall, new instruction to to at the contract, 32 days. And again, the average there is 43 days. Okay, so that, that's in the last year. And then how quick are they getting them through? This is where you need Gazeel, Brian. He, he's a plug. Go for it, son. Yeah, yeah. well, look, I think <laughs> you know, the, first, the, first power, the first one there, NI to SSTC, 
new instruction to sold subject contract. That's the critical metric right now, because that is in the agent's control. Okay, SST to completion is no longer in the agent's control, so to speak. So control the controllables, right? Mr. Estate Agent, Mr. and Mrs. Estate Agent, NI to SSTC, that is the area where you can directly influence the time it takes for someone to move and you to get paid by doing what we've talked about earlier on in the show, getting right advice to clients, getting on with it quickly, getting price adjusted faster and getting them adjusted meaningfully to achieve the outcome that everyone wants, a buyer at a price that can then get it through to completion. Because you can control everything up to the point that sale agreed. So control it. Mate, this is just gold. This is the Bank of England. This is the Fort Knox of estate agents in gorgeousness. <laughs> hey, boys and girls, we've got some letting agents here as well. So let's just see what we're doing here. And Slade's, again, uh, top of the shop. Um, and again, this just shows market share in the last year. Uh, interestingly, um, although what I've been hearing an awful lot is that this is dependent on it being on the portals of their website. And so many agents have not been putting listings on their websites in the last year. So there's a little bit of weirdness here on the figures um thoughts on you know just anything you want to add to that or just anything well, just it's interesting that open rent which is currently the largest um you know agency in the uk um a, a direct to direct to consumer platform um is not featuring high in certain areas and that shows the strength of a good local independent agents that are well managed well well promoted um and have the right um yeah. you know the right, right advice Absolutely bang on. If you, we were to look at the national figures on this, open rent would be, I think, number one, wouldn't they? By yeah, they would, yeah. Yeah, they yeah, would, yeah, interesting. So again, just interesting, just to show you, it shows you what, what the growth is. And again, you could again, this is a nice little graph here. It shows you what you did this year versus last year to in terms so slades. Okay, so slades have put less houses on the market for rent. But again, that could be down to the fact is that they didn't put their properties on because we all have, you know, whether that changes, I'm not 100% sure. But anyway, that's enough stats for you, boys and girls. Um, Brian, um, in a second, I'm going to come back and I want you to just give me your final thoughts on 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 what, what you've seen today and the advice that you give to estate agents and letting agents and anyone else who's interested in the property market. So just have a ruminant on that just whilst I just uh, do this penultimate conclusion. Boys and girls, I hope you've enjoyed these videos. Uh, Brian, you've been truly exceptional and extremely good value for money. We are having a rotating guest each week to have a different point of view. Um, and we'll be bringing so another big name in the industry next week. Uh, but definitely, Brian, if you're up for it, the insight you've given me is truly exceptional. So um, thank you very much. I hope to see you again in a few weeks time. But over to you. What's your final thoughts to the boys and girls out there in, in the UK estate and letting agency land? Yeah, I mean, the, the overriding message here is don't be frightened of the advice you need to give to people, okay? Because actually, it's the right advice. You give that advice to your parents. So give it to the people that you go and see because they're relying on you. Um, Control the controllables, okay? So you, as, a, as we just said, you can control the property um, and its strategy right the way up to completion, up to uh, sale agreed. You can control it to some extent afterwards, but you're, there's more actors involved, so it's difficult. But focus on being brave when you're talking about the market and talking about the, the, you know, the, the, the journey ahead. You know, this is the market, right? Everybody knows what the market's like. The headlines are there. Be fast, be brave, be uncomfortable with some of the conversations because they'll be meaningful, um, and, you know, yeah, and, you know, you know, take advantage of the opportunities that are there. Mortgage rates are coming down, which is going to hopefully increase these sentiment buyers and the market should pick up 
into a strong market for uh, for the spring. But don't leave stock sitting there. Motivate your sellers either to reduce the price or find something. But don't leave stock lying around. Beyond these clients, like they're your parents, every single week with good advice, and you'll be and you'll be successful. Brian, thank you on behalf of myself and the audience watching for that great insight. And I look forward to seeing you in another property show in a few weeks time. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks, Chris.